0: back it's been a minute yep sorry about that um (laughs) we had a lot of life shit come at us (laughs) at once we both had covid yeah we got it at the same time and from completely different things Yep. it's so weird but yeah we're better i have my voice back now i seriously sounded like i was on death's door for a whole like week and a half oh my god i could barely i was like on the phone at work, I felt like I was yelling to get words out, oh. and so two of the days that I was like working, I had to take off because my voice was just That's, shot. <laughs> well, you should have taken those days. and just yeah gotten better. Yeah, I should have, but
1: I so it was Labor Day weekend, and my husband got like a, we thought it was like a twenty four hour stomach bug. He was just yakking extremely loud in the middle of the night oh my god and it was it was before no it was like on thursday so i had to like go to work the next day and i was like oh i hope i don't get that and then sure enough i got it god damn got it. it out of both ends <laughs> yakking out of both holes and so i was like oh 24 hour stomach bug it's over but then like labor day like two days after the stomach bug I was so tired that it was like exhausting to even talk and like just to get out of bed I was like I can't do this and I thought that I just needed to up my antidepressants or something yeah because I was like I must be going through like some kind of
0: depressive episode yeah
1: i was like there's something wrong there's something wrong like this is not normal my mom came over to do her laundry because they're getting all these house renovations done and i was just like i'm so sorry i have to go lay down i don't feel good and she's like you need to take a covid test and i was like i don't think i have covid but okay i take it and it immediately (laughs) turns positive oh my god immediately from the home test Oh my God. And then Tudor takes one, turns positive. We give one to Adrian, which giving a toddler a COVID test is traumatic. Oh God, I bet. It turns positive. And my mom, who is already a hypochondriac, is just like, I'm just going to take my wet clothes out of the washer
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. and bounce. <laughs> so our experience was we went to Dragon Con, which is. Huge nerd fest in Atlanta. There's like sixty thousand people there. Definitely where we got it. Oh my god. Um, so I, when we got home that Monday, I had a slight, like, slight congestion and a very slight cough. I didn't really think that much of it at the time. Mm-hmm. And Brent was like, "Should we take COVID tests?" And I was like, "Well, maybe, yeah, just to be safe." And he didn't have any symptoms. He took a test. He was positive. Oh, no. I took a test, and I was negative. Oh, man. The next day, I took a test, and then I was positive. <laughs> <sighs> I was like how, did I not term- like, how did I not come back positive the first day when I had symptoms already? Yeah. It was so
1: weird. Well, when Tudor was sick with the stomach bug, he took a test, and it was negative. And I guess like it took a few days for the, the things to blossom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to call it. But um, I was like, wow, we are like X-Men over here. We're mutants. We are never going to get COVID. Because this was the first time we got COVID. This is the first time we got COVID too. And I was like, we're just elite. Yeah. But. It got us. And it's funny because I don't do anything. I don't go to Dragon Con. (laughs) But I think it came from my son's school. Oh. Um, Yeah. But. Yeah. It
0: was was not a fun
1: experience. I'm negative now. We're
0: good. Yep. Me too. Uh, Mallory, you've been doing some moving. I moved also. I was supposed to move. In the midst of COVID. While I had COVID that week, I had taken it off after DragonCon so we could move. And I couldn't move my body, much less (laughs) an entire apartment out of an apartment. There's
1: no way. Yeah.
0: So... (laughs) We had to do it last weekend and oh, that's awful. it was so stressful. I had a panic attack in the middle of it because no. I was like, I cannot do this. I was probably being very dramatic, but I no. just, there's a lot. so much shit and I was still like coughing my ass off and it was just, it was the worst. Moving is terrible.
1: Yeah. But to be sick while you're moving and for it to be fucking hot too. like Yes. Oh, oh my God. God.
0: It's just, and I, I would have an anxiety attack too. It was just mostly me and Brent moving everything. So Aww. it was like just us. And my mom came over and helped a little bit. She has a bad back so she couldn't do, do any of the heavy stuff. But Brent and I got the heavy stuff to the house. Um, he had to call a friend to get a couple of like really heavy stuff up the stairs. Aww. But... We did it. Wow. <laughs> we're in there. It's not unpacked yet, but, <sighs> but, nice. um, speaking of the new house, we're pretty sure it's haunted. <laughs> oh my God.
1: I, so I was just on vacation and I got texts from Mallory, like pretty sure our house is haunted and wow. I just bit my lip and it sounded weird. Um, she was like, pretty sure the house is haunted. Yeah. And the shit she sent me made like sent shivers
0: down my spine. Yeah. So the first night we spent the night there. We heard cabinet slamming in my bathroom. Brushed it off as it being the cats or something, but something tells me it wasn't the cats because they were like hiding the entire time because they're in a new environment and they just like would not come out. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it couldn't have been the cats, (laughs) but. Also, you said they can't get into a door unless it's like. Oh, like if they're on the right side of it, yeah. Mm They can open doors if they're like not latched yeah by like jumping up on them and pushing mm-hmm. but they can't like open, open a, a door yeah and then my brother who is our roommate he said that he had heard or no he he thought this is the second night he thought he was being too loud playing a game in his room and he thought that one of us had come to his door and knocked on it, like to tell him to oh my God. shut up. And both of us were asleep, and neither of us knocked on his door. Ew. Yeah. And then I have video footage of this. Oh my God. Um, my brother took out the trash and he was pulling the cans out of the garage, and the front porch light flickered. But it wasn't just like a
1: flicker. It, it was like... Yeah. I. She sent me the video. It wasn't like a natural flicker like you would imagine. It was like somebody did that. Like somebody flicking the lights. Yeah, like, on and off, on and off. On yeah. Like rave style.
0: Right. And he came immediately back in and asked my boyfriend, because he thought I was fucking with him because we had just been talking about how the house was haunted like literally two seconds before.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: he came back in and was like, is Mallory... It, is Mallory um, down here? And he was like, no, she's upstairs in the bed. And he was like, uh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lights just flickered outside. And I thought she was fucking with me. And in so. the video, you can see he's just kind of like, what is yeah. happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor Houston. I know. Scary. But nothing else has happened since that night, so I'm not sure. My coworker... Told me to go get sage and oh, yeah. selenite or whatever you call it. To I don't put know in your, what that is, but it's like a crystal you put in your windows.
1: <laughs> oh, and to top it all off. Yeah.
0: Mercury and retrograde. Oh, exactly. Yeah. That's why all this <laughs> shit is happening. That's the only reason this is all happening. Because <laughs> Mercury. Like, literally everything is the most annoying it could possibly be. Mm-hmm. Everything. So, anyway. But, I mean, oh my God. our problems
1: are very small compared to the world. That's true. And we know that. We have to um, remember that. We just got back from the beach. Um, I'm going to bitch about something stupid. I Do you know, like, those sunscreen sticks that you can, like, put on your face? Like, the, um, what is it, sun bum? Mm-hmm, yeah. They smell so good. They like smell banana. so good. I swiped that bitch on my face. And I got a sunburn around all the
0: swipes. Do you I, see it? The, no, <laughs> I can kind of tell. Actually, yes, I can tell. <laughs> it looks so stupid. Oh my god. Oh my god, it dude. Looks so stupid. I, that happened to me before, though. When I got it's one like of a those
1: stripe across my head. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's I really have, not.
0: I didn't notice oh it until you god. pointed it out. So.
1: But yeah, we were we were at the beach. Uh, my family and we went with my dad and stepmom and it was really fun. My son loves the beach. Nothing really to report about that, but I just really hate my son, my sunburn. (laughs) It's really ugly. (laughs) Oh my God. And then we drove five and a half hours home today. And, um, my son is two and a half. So he's like at the peak of his personality coming out or something. And, uh, he was running around, without pants on and he had a diaper on but like we were just like unloading things I just gone grocery shopping I put some groceries in the in the freezer and Tudor like opened the freezer to get something out and he like pulled a diaper out of the freezer
0: why was there a diaper in the freezer like a dirty diaper
1: why was there a dirty diaper in the freezer it was like just pee but like he was like why is this in the freezer (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. And I was like, I, I don't know. And we looked at Adrian, and he didn't have a diaper on. <laughs> <laughs> he had taken it off and put it in the freezer. Oh,
0: my God. That's <laughs> hilarious. That reminds me of my brother. Um, he moved in a few days before we did. And he set up the internet. And like he did this like self-setup thing mm-hmm. where they mail you all the shit. And so he gets the box and he opens it and then he said (laughs) a roach like corkscrew flied out of the no ew there's a roach in the box (laughs) oh gross roaches are my yeah the most disgusting thing in my life yeah speaking of which we need pest control bad time because oh no there's a lot of roaches oh no We've seen like three or four since we've been there. Ew! I killed a roach today when we got
1: home. I, it, every time it's just like so disgusting. Um, they need to leave us the fuck alone. I have you been following what's
0: going on in Iran? No, I haven't even looked at the fucking news. <laughs> I mean, I
1: have. I very rarely look at the news, but um, I saw that there were protests going on in Iran about. A woman who was taken by the morality police, I guess.
0: Oh, I saw headlines about this. I didn't um, read it.
1: And she, like... She ended up dying under their... Kind of like auto-warm... What was it? Auto-warm beer. Yeah. Um, oh, my
0: God. And they
1: said that she had a heart attack, but she was, like, 22 or something. Oh, my God. And there's no way. And, like, there's all these protests going on that they... I don't really know a whole lot. I've been just catching up on it all, but that—that that they might have like beat her to death, and oh so there's god. like all these protests about it, and women are like cutting their hair and stuff in like solidarity and opposition, and a lot of people have died in the protests.
0: Oh my god!
1: And then they shut off the internet completely. They like, like did a blackout in the country.
0: Mm-hmm. Whoa. So
1: yeah, I was, um, I immediately thought of our, one of our listeners our who's listeners. in Iran, um, and I checked on her stories and she, um, still has access. So that's good. She was posting some things about what's going on. Oh, wow. So we're thinking about you. Yeah. Um, insane. I need to read more into it and I can't even imagine shit. Ugh, that's awful. That is horrible. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I wanted to talk about a few things. I had written down. First off, <laughs> it's like diaper in the freezer, sunburn, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have what well, you heard about Adnan Syed from Serial. Yes. He's released. Yeah. So, like when Serial ended, I didn't really follow any further into that um
0: yeah so it was like
1: a really big surprise to see that he had been released yeah and i kind of listened to their little update but um it sounded like that they just didn't have sufficient evidence to keep him Uh, but like why would it take 20 20 something years i don't know that's insane i always thought he was innocent i always felt he was innocent i was on the fence there was that J guy I remember in the yeah. podcast that I was like, ooh, I don't know. But who knows? But the other thing I wanted to talk about, there's a new show on Netflix about Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, I've been hearing about it. Yeah, I've heard that the victims don't like that oh. there's a po- there's a show about it. Oh, really? Um, Because it's like reopening the wound, basically, and which yeah. I can
0: understand. I but feel like h- how many freaking Jeffrey Dahmer things have come out like so a million, many. yeah. But hmm. I watched the first episode. Oh my god. It's crazy.
1: I don't know. I don't really have anything to say about it other than I hope like they got the victims like thoughts and feelings on it before they made it cuz that's the thing. Yeah. I don't like about those documentaries is when they just like go off and like make money off of it, and they don't get any like insight from the victims or their families. Or, mm-hmm. um, for example, Lifetime is releasing a Lifetime movie about Gabby Petito.
0: Like, oh yeah, I saw.
1: Like a year, not, not even. Well, I guess a year after. Yeah, immediately about a year. And the family has not been involved at all.
0: That's nuts. That is crazy. Especially since the family hasn't been involved. Yeah, I think the families need to be it should be a it should be a law. Yeah. The families (laughs) are like
1: involved in that. Because you shouldn't make money off of I don't know. Other people's tragedies.
0: Yeah, I agree. Totally. That's all I have to talk about. Okay.
1: (laughs) This is the first time I've seen Mallory in like a month.
0: Yeah, it's been a minute, yeah, for sure. Well, would you like to know about tonight's drink? Mm-hmm. It is called the Chipmunk, <laughs> and as always, we edited the freaking recipe because this time it was because I could not find the ingredient I needed. So it's a half, no, one and a half ounce gin. Um, and it's supposed to be three-fourths ounce ginger liqueur. And I'm using ginger beer as usual. <laughs> it's like, we're just ginger go-to. beer. Sluts. Yeah. <laughs> and then it calls for three-fourths ounce simple syrup, which we left out because we didn't want it to be too sweet. And then three fourths ounce lime juice, which we're also going to take that down a notch the next time because it's so too we're limey. It's basically just gonna have a Moscow mule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we even put them in Moscow mule cups.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that's I the chipmunk. need to know why
1: you picked a drink called the chipmunk.
0: Well, you'll find out, baby. Cool, I can't wait. All right, would you like me to go ahead and jump in? Guys, would you like Mallory to go ahead and jump in? Text
1: 330-330. We'll be waiting for your response. <laughs> yeah. In the meantime, we're going to talk about pottery. For 24 whole hours. So pottery started... No. <laughs> <laughs> pottery started as an ancient art. Yeah. Ooh. All right. They look like a, like a couple from church and also maybe like they are soccer people
0: i don't know about soccer people but they are a couple from church for sure hmm. so <laughs> okay suzanne and barry morphew grew up in the same hometown of alexandria indiana and met in high school indiana i we always, I always indiana. In indiana always indiana i didn't even mention the
1: delphi
0: thing oh did you want to mention the delphi thing I don't know about it. You should tell me. Okay. All right. Okay. Pause. pause. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Yes. So I just heard about this today, but um, I was noticing the murder sheet uh, Facebook group going off on something. And so I listened to their most recent episode and apparently Keegan Klein has admitted that he was waiting outside in a red Jeep while the murders were being committed. And that's all that's all
0: what
1: so he's involved and who knows if he's telling the truth you know
0: yeah but that's what he said if they're truly involved i'm surprised they haven't broken him already because he seems to be such a like chump yeah i don't know but
1: they must be really trying to like dot their i's cross their t's To not fuck up so they can just, like, nail whoever did this. Yeah. Yeah. God. (sighs) Anyway, that's it. Oh, my God. That's all I know. But I I thought that
0: was crazy. Yeah, the Facebook groups and, and Reddit were going crazy today because they said that Tony Klein had been arrested, but it was all a rumor. So. Hmm. Unless it comes out later that they did, actually, and they're just keeping it under wraps. But... By the time we edit and post this episode, there will be more stuff. Yeah, I know. That's
1: It always happens. Always. Well, I really hope something else comes up quickly, because I think the families deserve to know what the fuck happened. Seriously. It's been years it's, now. Yeah, it's been like, what, four years? hmm Yep. We're talking about the Delphi case, by the way. Sorry.
0: Yeah, Abby and Libby. Ep- episode... I don't know what episode Um, number it was.
1: I will tell you. We talked about um, Abby and Libby on episode ten. Okay, yeah. God, and speaking of another thing, sorry, yeah, I I don't have my thoughts together. Um, Lori and Chad Daybell, they um, they released that show. The oh, did you watch it? I did. Sins of My Mother. It was three episodes. It was really good. Like it was well done. I don't think I really learned anything new, but it was good to see like everyone's faces as they were telling the story. Also, um Colby was the main guy he, in it. And he's been arrested now, but he was ended. He ended up being like let go without being charged, I guess. Oh, he did. Oh, I think I didn't his know wife that. and him were having some kind of problem. Oh. I'm not really clear on it, but anyway, he's like the the focus of the, the story like most of the story is coming from him but they also interview the brother and family and the uh, Lori's mother and oh, sister wow.
0: and so i'm gonna have to watch that yeah everyone watch it okay anyway <laughs> sorry so anyways so they grew up in the same hometown met in high school suzanne was popular and well liked she competed for homecoming queen i don't think she got it Sorry, Suzanne. Mm. But Barry was also a star baseball player who was actually drafted by the Toronto Blue Jays. But unfortunately, an injury ended his dreams of a major league career. Mm. So. Sucks. Yep. So they began dating after Barry graduated from high school. And they both actually went to Purdue University and then they got married in 1994 Barry started a landscaping business, and then Suzanne was a middle school teacher before she left the job to raise their two daughters, Mallory and Macy. Oh. <laughs> According to friends, the Morpheus moved from Indiana to a home just outside of Salida. I don't know if I'm saying that correct. Salida or Salida, Colorado, to be closer to their older daughter, Mallory, who is attending college nearby. But there were also rumors that the move was an attempt at a fresh start for Suzanne and Barry's troubled marriage.
1: Mm -hmm. They look like a really
0: cute family. They do. They're all kind of, like, picture perfect. Mm -hmm. The move did not appear to improve their relationship. It was a tough time, says Suzanne's sister, Melinda. Melinda got a text from Suzanne on May 8th, 2020 that Melinda describes as, quote, very lengthy, very powerful, and very revealing. The text read in part, quote, he's also been abusive emotionally and physically, and quote, I feel more angry now, anger at what I've allowed. Melinda says Barry was very dominant in the relationship, and that Suzanne was a very passive, gentle soul. She adds that Barry had a great tendency to overpower and intimidate people to get what he wanted. However, according to Barry, on May 9th, 2020, he was very happy because though there had been some marital tension, there was none on that day. They had a nice dinner and even made love. They fell asleep, and Barry says Suzanne was still asleep the next morning when he left for work. So at 5 a.m. on May 10th 2020 this is actually Mother's Day that year oh my
1: god I remember that exact day because it was my first Mother's Day oh yeah yeah
0: oh my god so this happened that exact day that's crazy I can remember everything that is so crazy oh my god So Barry left the home to drive to a job site 150 miles away in Broomfield, Colorado. And Suzanne and Barry's daughters were actually away on a camping trip and making their way home. And they texted their mom wishing her a happy Mother's Day. Time passed, though, and neither of the girls heard back from their mom. And Barry's at work, and he tries to text her as well and gets no reply. Just as a side note, I feel really bad for her because... Both her daughters and her husband were away on Mother's Day. Yes, I was just
1: about to say, like, what do you expect? You're not here for Mother's Day. Yeah.
0: And she literally had no other plans. So she was just, like, doing whatever she wanted. not to
1: make them feel bad, but, like, yeah. That's sad. Yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't answer either if I was hurt by that. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. (laughs) Aw. So Mallory informs her dad that they're unable to reach Suzanne, and Barry eventually speaks to one of their neighbors and asks them to check on Suzanne to see if her car or mountain bike is at the house because she was a mountain biker. Um, The car was at the house, but no Suzanne and no bike. When they find no sign of her or her bike, Barry asks the neighbors to call the police. I'm not sure why he asked them to call the police, but... Yeah, and also, like, if she's a mountain biker, maybe she went
1: on a ride somewhere where there's no service. Like,
0: yeah. Would and they're the in the police? middle of nowhere, Colorado pretty yeah. much. So she was only gone for what? A few um, hours? I, I don't think they knew what time she left. Um, because Barry was already gone and the girls were not in the house. So nobody was there to mm. t- say when she had left the house. So yeah. I'm not sure how long she was gone at that point. Okay. But Even though Suzanne was a mountain biker, she was still relatively new at mountain biking, so it was still natural to worry that something had gone wrong, you know, while she was biking. Like, maybe she was hurt or something, I don't know. she didn't go alone. Yeah. Instead of heading home immediately, Barry drops off a shovel and some other tools, including a shovel for his co-workers at a hotel where he had booked rooms for them and himself. He tells his co workers that there has been a family emergency and arranges for one of the workers to take his hotel room. When the employee that took Barry's room was interviewed, he told investigators that the room Barry gave him had a strong smell of chlorine or bleach. Wait, what? So the room that Barry had been in smelled like chlorine or bleach. He gave it to another employee and he was like going to go home for a family room. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. But a hotel staff member that was interviewed later said that the smell was there before Barry ever checked in because the room is directly above an indoor pool. Okay. So that was explained. Barry begins driving home a few minutes past 6 p.m. On the way, Barry speaks to sheriff's deputies who inform him that they found Suzanne's bike. He arrives at the ravine at around 8.40 p.m. And investigators say that when he arrived, he was pretty emotional for a few minutes. By Sunday night, their daughters were back home, but Suzanne was nowhere to be found. So the photo I have up here is taken from police body cam footage, and it shows Suzanne's mountain bike after being discovered by sheriff's deputies on the side of a cliff of a road near the family home on May 15, 2020. It looks like it's been thrown down a hill. Yeah, it does. So how long had she been missing at this point? Like a day? Um, This is still the same day. No, I'm sorry. They found it on the 15th. I'm sorry. So this was five days later. Oh, no. Yeah. No clothing, blood, or evidence of a struggle were found near the bike. And Suzanne's helmet was discovered about one mile away off the side of Highway 50. What? Yeah. Yeah. A mile away. What
1: the hell? That's so weird. Yeah.
0: Based on where the helmet was found, investigators were suspicious that it had, like, been tossed out a window when somebody was, like, driving down (gasps) the road or something. Yeah, because how else? Yeah. Oh, no, that's not good. No, it's not good. Her sunglasses and hydration backpack were found inside her car, leading investigators to think the scene may have been staged and that Suzanne never really went for a bike ride that Mother's Day morning. They also found her sunglasses and wallet in her car. Her cell phone, however, was missing. So local and state authorities, along with FBI, CBI, and civilian volunteers, conducted a large search effort across vast and rugged terrain. For hours, nearly 90 investigators searched a 2.5-mile area near County Road 225 and Highway 50 to search for clues into Suzanne's disappearance. The day the bike was found, Barry um, actually put up a $100,000 reward. Oh, wow. And a family friend put up another $100,000 reward. That's amazing. Equally $200,000. Yeah. For the information leading to her safe return. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. The Chafee County Sheriff's Office asked residents to preserve the video footage from may 8th to may 12th on may 17th 2020 barry morphew makes a video where he asks for the safe return of suzanne and i was going to play that video for you actually i can hang on did he post it on like facebook or something yep that's exactly where it is oh suzanne if anyone is out there that can hear this that has you please We'll do whatever it takes to bring you back. We love you. We miss you. Your girls need you. No questions asked. However much they want, I will do whatever it takes to get you back. Honey, I love you. And I want you back so bad. Um
1: Immediately guilty. I, he is fake.
0: Yes. That's my impression too. <sighs> It just seems like fake emotion to me. I feel like we're like film critics.
1: Um, 30% Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. 4.2% IMDb rating. Very more few. Am I being wrong right now? No. I um, I don't think I so. I really think that was very fake and forced. Yeah. Just by how he was acting.
0: Oh, Suzanne. It, it just, was like a pastor like giving a little sermon. Exactly. That's exact that's hits a nail on the head. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's contemporary like youth pastor Ugh. like bullshit. Anyway, I, I hate don't know. I need to judge
1: people's like responses on things cuz we all know like sometimes people react to diff- things differently, but if we're going to ju- just talk about our opinions here.
0: Yeah, got to say. I I mean, I don't buy it. I play it for a reason for, to get your reaction. So (laughs) don't come for me, bitches. (laughs) Um, So Barry also agrees to meet with and talk to YouTuber Tyson Draper. They met at the site where Suzanne's bike was found and Tyson secretly recorded Barry. Unfortunately, no big juicy details came out of the recording though. And Barry basically just tells Tyson that he thinks a mountain lion could have killed her because someone had seen one recently in the area. Well, I'm pretty sure a mountain lion isn't like going after a person. Plus they could the mountain lion couldn't have dragged her away that far. Mm-hmm. Like she they would have found her mauled very quickly. I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Also, if not, her not helmet annoyed. was
1: found like a mile away from her bike, wouldn't there be like blood or something on it? Yeah, or? yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know. Yeah. On May 19th, 2020, so nine days later, the Morpheus home was cordoned off as authorities searched the area around the house. And they actually searched inside the house as well. Because during the investigation of the home, investigators found a spy pin in a walk-in closet in the refused master bedroom. Excuse me? What? What's <laughs> a spy What's a spy
1: pen? P- a spy pen? Like so invisible
0: ink? It secretly records.
1: Where do you buy a spy pen? I, won't I don't mind. know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you buy what? it, but but Suzanne bought it because oh, Suzanne bought it. Suzanne okay. bought it because she was trying to catch a berry in an affair. <gasps> So she gave him the pen. She, I think she kept it in their bedroom, or I don't know. Oh. Like I don't, I don't know what she did with you know how she clandestinely. Does he have
1: a pen <laughs> fetish? I
0: don't know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's not funny, but <laughs> the pen fetish. So they learn that Suzanne got the pen, which is voice activated and records conversations, hoping to catch her husband Barry in an affair. Instead she inadvertently recorded conversations she had with her secret lover. What? Yeah. Wow, Mallory just threw a curveball at me. <laughs> Smacked me right in the face. <laughs> so it took six months for investigators to identify the man that she was having an affair with because she had hit it so well. They couldn't find him i guess on facebook or like any well hell she has a spy pen i know oh, <laughs> she's a little more cunning than i think people realize but they did find out who he was and his name is jeff Libler. it turned out he had a wife and six children in michigan oh, man. where he lived oh he and suzanne actually had a one-time fling in high school that's how they knew each other oh god yeah Decades passed until Suzanne reached out to Jeff on Facebook out of the blue in two thousand eighteen, and since that day they talked almost nonstop. Jeff never came forward on his own after Suzanne vanished, and he actually took steps to hide their affair. He -hmm. deleted all his social media accounts that he had used to communicate. Okay, that's sketchy. Yep. But once agents came knocking, he cooperated and provided access to his DNA, phone records, and the passwords for his deleted accounts. Um, Mm. Jeff told the agents that he only took these steps to cover it up because he did not want to tarnish Suzanne's memory. Whatever that means. (laughs) Well, I immediately started thinking, like, maybe he did
1: that. Because she would probably be in the news and he didn't want it to come back to him somehow in his marriage.
0: Yes. That was the other thing. He was worried he was going to lose his family or Which his job. Which makes jobs. sense.
1: Yeah. But yeah. So fucked up, you know.
0: It is, yes. I get it, but it also there's someone missing.
1: hmm
0: So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on. And then, you know, he was worried that he would be considered a suspect too. But, d- dude, don't... Delete stuff and then be like, yeah, oh, you're going to think I'm a suspect. Yeah, you're going to really look Just like a suspect. Come forward, like this is what, like help. Yes, that's how you can clear yourself if you care about this person. Yeah, absolutely. So, by looking through the couple's iCloud accounts and phone records, agents were able to piece together their relationship, including the times they met in person. They found that Suzanne and Jeff had gone on many vacations together to different states, like. They were in Colorado, but they went from like, they went to like Louisiana and Florida. And investigators also discovered that they sent intimate photos to each other, talked of getting married, and even mentioned leaving the United States to move to Ecuador. Oh, spicy. (laughs) Okay. So on May 9th, the day before. Mother's Day and the day before she was reported missing, records show that Suzanne and Jeff messaged each other 59 times. At one point, Suzanne messaged Jeff this selfie, which investigators dubbed as her last quote proof of life photo.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At 2:05, Suzanne texts Jeff, quote, "I'm just in love with you," and then she says, "What you up to?" Jeff replies at 2.06 p.m., Want to strip down and get naked? Oh, my God. LOL. She literally <laughs> just said she loves you. Yeah. And oh, my Hurl. God. Hurl. Kill me. I, I like, hate that. That's so gross. Oh, my God. I hate that. Despite the secrecy of Jeff and Suzanne's relationship, investigators were able to verify Jeff's alibi, and he was actually cleared. Barry, who was out running errands, sent Suzanne a text at 2 26 p.m. telling her he was on his way home this is on the 10th with no response from Suzanne Barry texts her again did you leave and again is met with silence was she like doing a striptease at that point because <laughs> it's I don't kind know of in line with that the guy lives in Michigan though so it's like they had to like do a FaceTime. Slide uh, oh, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot technology exists. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> 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 no. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, well, they probably
1: could have checked her phone records to see if she had made calls.
0: Yes. Yeah. So investigators actually were honed in on Barry. And, They actually believe that just after he texted her, did you leave, and she didn't respond, that he went home and killed Suzanne and cleaned up the crime scene. Okay, repeat that, because what? Investigators at this point believe that Barry killed Suzanne. Like he went home after he texted her? Yes, and killed her. Because she didn't answer? There's more reasons why. And actually, I'm about to address it right now. <laughs> so um, oh my God. So yeah, I mean, I have the question here, but if Barry knew nothing about Suzanne's affair because he presumably didn't know, mm-hmm. what motive would he have to kill her? Yeah. One clue may be a deleted text that investigators found on Barry's phone, sent by Suzanne just days before. it said, quote, "I'm done." I could care less what you're up to and have been for years. We just need to figure this out civilly. Oh my God. So this led investigators to become suspicious that Barry would have reacted negatively to this message from Suzanne. Um, Yeah. Why would you delete that message? I don't know. No, I don't delete messages. I don't either. A man surely doesn't. No, hell no. It's really weird. It's like, what, did you just not want to look at it? Or like... Like you are just like, this doesn't exist, and delete it? Yeah. It's very strange. So there are more reasons to suspect Barry. Um, From 2.47 p.m. to 10.17 p.m. on the day of Suzanne's disappearance, or the day she was reported missing, Barry's phone goes into airplane mode. Authorities say... That they believe that when his phone went into airplane mode, he was maybe disposing of possible evidence. Um, because why would you go home and put your phone in airplane mode for eight hours? He's rec- recording when a your podcast. wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's recording podcasts. Um, when your wife is missing, and people like the police could be calling you with updates. So when your phone's in airplane mode, it doesn't ping
1: off at... It- any towers? No, it does not. So why are these people driving around with their phones not in airplane mode when they're I don't know.
0: <laughs> That's a good question. That's a really good question. You know? Yeah. If you're gonna commit a crime, put your phone in fucking airplane mode. <laughs>
1: um so his phones in airplane. That's weird. For eight hours. That's weird. I never put my phone in airplane mode unless I'm out of the country or for- We're recording this podcast just because it can make some sounds. Yeah. But, okay, yeah. I don't even put my phone in airplane mode on planes because I'm... Whoa, you're a rebel. I am a rebel without a cause. (laughs) Damn. But, yeah, that's really weird. It's really weird. So he wasn't flying back from Colorado to Indiana during that time?
0: No, they... They lived in Colorado at this point. Oh. They moved from Indiana to Colorado. Okay, sorry, I missed that. No worries. No worries, man. No worries. It was right in the beginning, and we interrupted it with more case updates. Sorry, I'm, yeah. (laughs) It's all good. So the photo that I have up now for Ashley, it shows a dark vertical crack along the doorframe of the Morpheus master bedroom. Mm. How does a crack like that happen? That's weird. Isn't that strange? It is literally. It's on the frame. It's right? on the frame. It's where the latch is. It's not on the, the door. Hinge. It's actually on the frame. And oh, is it a hinge or? Is it a hinge? I guess I assumed that was the thing door? that the. Oh, it might be a pocket door.
1: I thought this was the, like the thickness of the door, and this was the hinge and that was the crack that's um, like what i'm
0: seeing but i don't know either way it's a vertical crack yeah. going up either the frame or the door and it it's pretty big you'd have it would be off the hinge at that point like some i don't know i don't know how it i don't know how it happened i don't know how it happened how does that happen um so investigators showed Barry a photo of the damaged door frame, explaining the prior owners said that it wasn't there when they sold the house to the Morpheus. Barry was asked if that was the result of an argument or him being locked out, and he said, I have no idea what that's from. So investigators actually believe that Barry may have damaged the door as he tried to get Suzanne after shooting her with a tranquilizer gun yes that's right a tranquilizer gun is what i just said what wait what
1: they that they, they just like brought that up like you shot her with a tranquilizer gun so
0: <laughs> i'll explain why they thought that but well barry was an avid hunter and he frequently used tranquilizer guns oh, okay. while he was hunting i never knew people did that <clears throat> yeah i didn't either but you'll it'll make sense it'll make sense so their theory right now is that Barry killed her by shooting her with a tranquilizer gun and may have damaged the door. <gasps>
1: well Yeah, because if you were to put a dart in that door, it would like do a
0: vertical crack. A split. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know. Also, cell phone records before his this is actually on May 9th. So on May 9th, cell phone records appear to show Barry's phone pinging all around the house. Um, When asked about this unusual phone activity, Barry told investigators he was running around the property shooting chipmunks. (laughs) (laughs) Which Barry says were a constant nuisance. That is psychopathic activity. Yeah, and they found no evidence of any chipmunks having been shot on the property. Okay, so a liar. Yeah. So because they were unable to track Barry's movements due to his phone being in airplane mode on May 10th, the day that Suzanne was reported missing, investigators turned to a relatively new investigative technique, which was digital vehicle forensics. Authorities say Barry told them that he went to bed around 8 p.m. on the 9th, so the day before, but his truck's computer shows that the truck was put in reverse and backed up about 96 feet towards the house around 9.30. So he wasn't in bed. Oh, wow. So he lied. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. And the girls weren't home. It was him and supposedly Suzanne was there. Just backed it up 96 feet. To... The Ta- house. Oh. The truck also showed that someone was opening and closing the doors at around three thirty AM the next morning. Oh no 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 no. Oh no 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 no. Oh my god. So he had claimed previously that he was driving towards Broomfield that morning at five AM. And Okay. So they're like, Well, why are you getting in your truck at three thirty AM? It's just an overachiever. No, I don't think so. <laughs> oh no. Um, there actually is a four-hour window from three forty-nine a.m. to eight ten a.m. where no activity is recorded by the vehicle's computer. So we didn't actually leave at five or whatever. Well, unfortunately, there are some events that the truck's computer does not record, so they can't create like a full chronological picture based solely off of the truck okay. computer. So it doesn't necessarily mean that he wasn't doing anything during that time. But that's insane that your car records all that. I didn't know that. How,
1: how long does that it your like the door opens and closes? How long does it stay in your car like the they memory? They said
0: it re it overwrites itself. I don't know how long it is, but the like um expert dude that I was watching on the documentary said that it does overwrite after a certain period of time. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah. So another weird thing was that he should have taken a right out of his house when he left for work that day, but instead he ended up taking a left. Barry told agents that he took a left instead of a right because even though it was dark, he remembered seeing some elk and he wanted to check it out. And guess what? This actually put Barry in the area where Suzanne's bike helmet was found. Oh my God. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to take a, sh- a short break.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And I'll give you some more incriminating evidence against Barry. And then I'll probably have a few more twists. And then you'll be like, well, I don't know. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> we're going to go outside and look at the wildlife because we also
1: have, well, we don't have elk, but we have deer. You do have deer here. So, we're gonna go look at them. Bye for now.
0: We're We're back. We're back. We're back. We tried to say it at the same time. I (laughs) thought she was gonna say, Welcome back. Oh, whoops. (laughs) Nope. Welcome back. All right. (laughs) Nothing to report, so we'll keep going. So, investigators discovered a clear plastic needle cap in the Morphew family's dryer. The cap is to a syringe that you would use to fill a dart that you would use to tranquilize animals. That's not normal. No, it's not. (laughs) Um, Prosecutors contend it's an important piece of evidence. And in their case that they're building against Barry... They believe that he arrived home the afternoon of May 9th and he went into the garage, took the cap off syringe and loaded a tranquilizer dart, shot Suzanne, and she died. From a tranquilizer? Yes. Wow. Yeah. But... They actually failed to find a working tranquilizer gun or tranquilizer chemicals in their home. Mm -hmm. So Barry told investigators that he had no idea how the cap got in the dryer, but admitted he was an experienced tranquilizer dart gun shooter and knows how to load darts with paralyzing chemicals, having used them to illegally sedate deer and remove their antlers to sell. So he would sedate deer and cut their antlers off. When they're alive? Yeah, while they're alive. And then they're left without horn. All right, well, like, arrest him now. Seriously. That's disgusting. It's horrifying. If you can do that, what else can you do? It's... Yes. Amen. (laughs) 100%. Gross. If you have the heart to do that to an animal... What's involved in taking their antlers off? You have
1: to, like cut into their head
0: i don't know if they would just like saw it off oh my god above that or what but i have no clue i hope it's not more involved than that so in fact when investigators told barry that a tranquilizer dart had been fired in or around the house and they could not explain it he responded the first thing i thought of when i came here and saw deer in my yard with big horns i'm like i'm getting them horns And I'll tell you exactly what I did. I shoot them. They go to sleep. I cut their horns off. It's totally illegal. But you're going to find trank darts around my property because I've done that. He Uh, just point blank said that to the cops. (laughs) Okay. He can say that because he's done worse, I feel. Yeah. Maybe. 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 So experts say that it can take between 4 and 20 minutes for an animal the size of a deer to drop after being shot with a tranquilizer dart. And animal tranquilizers are dangerous for humans, and they can have adverse effects that can lead to death. So you can be killed by one. I just think about that movie
1: Old School, where Will Ferrell is shot with a trank gun. Yeah. Trank gun? (laughs)
0: Trank. <laughs> a, tra- a trank gun? Trank- <laughs> tranquilizer?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I got tranks. Trank gun? <laughs> and he's like, hello. I never saw the movie. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> nice. Oh my God. I hate my life. So Barry's defense lawyers counter that this cat means nothing because no one could say how long it had been there. Furthermore, Suzanne's DNA was found on the cap, not Barry's. Hmm. Yeah. So a slew of text messages between Suzanne and a close friend in the months and days leading up to her disappearance reveal the Morpheus' marriage remained rocky. These are just a few of the texts showing Suzanne's anguish and concerns about her husband, Barry. In one text, she writes, I feel no peace when he's here. And... I would not feel safe alone with him. And on March 25th, 2020, so it's a couple months before she went missing, but the conversation reads, well, her friend says, he's not going to be rational. Did something happen yesterday that brought this on? Or is it just everyday normal stuff that it's building up and wearing you down? Suzanne says money stuff. It's sketchy. Her friend says, was he planning on going with Mallory or was that just a snag at getting someone on his side? Suzanne says, I need to ask your opinion on it. He also asked me if I'm talking to anyone about our marriage, like friends. Her friend says, make sure he doesn't see your phone. You keep it with you? Suzanne says, yes. Her friend says, when will he be home? Suzanne says, probably late. Um, And then later, Suzanne texts her friend again and says, Ugh, he came home when girls are gone. He won't speak of divorce. Begging for another chance. I'm so torn. But in my heart, I know who he is. Her friend says, isn't that what he always says? How can you keep forgiving him? That was convenient timing, too. Suzanne says, that's what I told him. He threw the 70 by 7 at me always using scripture when it's convenient. And the verse she's referring to in the Bible is Matthew 18, 21 through 22, which reads, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. I've heard that recently. Really? Did we talk
1: about that recently?
0: I don't think so. Oh,
1: I think it was in the, the Sins of My Mother oh, documentary. Oh, really? I think they talk about that one. Oh my God. Okay, so these texts are very concerning. Yeah, they are. Like, if you were to get these texts from me
0: and you were to oh, be talking to me, like, dude, this is bad. Dude, I don't even know what I would do. I don't even know what I would do. This is bad. It's really bad. I would be like throwing up. <laughs> um, well, the friend
1: has really great advice. Like yeah. she's handling it like a pro. She is responding appropriately. And I'm glad that the police have these transcripts,
0: but holy crap. Yeah, I know. It's not looking good for Barry. Yeah. And guess what? I got some more fun stuff about Barry. At 8.10 a.m. on Mother's Day, which is the day she was reported missing, Barry's truck's computers again began recording data. And by then, Barry's cell phone had also come back to life. He had taken it off of airplane mode. So agents were able to track Barry's cell and truck movements and see that he first pulled over at a bus stop in Broomfield, where he threw something away in a garbage can. Then he moves on to a hotel trash can. A, what? Ma- a McDonald's trash can. A dumpster. In a men's warehouse parking lot. What the fuck? Then back to the hotel and dump stuff in a dumpster there. What the fuck? That's not normal. Five at all. Okay. places.
1: Arrest this man. Is he arrested? Is he I'll get to it. Oh my God, that is not normal. Yeah. That is not normal.
0: Nope. Um, Investigators were able to see what he was doing from the security tapes at the places he stopped. So they could see, and I read the um, arrest affidavit, and they actually describe him as throwing something in the trash can and then sticking his arm into the trash can and pulling it back out. So like... What I think of is, like, you throw something away, and then you, like, are burying it. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, like, pulling other things on top of it. Yes, That's what I thought of. Well, if you're, like, if you would throw something away, you would just
0: throw it in and walk away. Exactly. So he's probably... Instead, he was sticking his arm into the trash can after he threw everything away. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: (sighs) Yeah. So Barry told investigators that he often dropped trash in accessible bins to avoid paying to have it disposed of at a landfill. What does that even mean? What? Why would you throw... Anything you're going to throw away in a McDonald's trash can... Just do it all in one. ...is not going to a landfill. It goes in your garbage can. Like, it's too small to go drive to a landfill to throw away... Tiny piece of garbage. So as a homeowner, um, (laughs) if you
1: have a lot of trash, sometimes they charge you extra to throw away more trash. So maybe you might go to a dumpster to get rid of something for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But why would you go to five Five different different places? places And not all of them were dumpsters.
1: Also, like... Put your hand in, double dip in. Yes. That's weird. Yeah. That's not normal. Yeah. Or, you know, Barry, if you want to be just like swift, go to the dump. We we don't like the dump. We don't think the dump is. (laughs) Who goes to the dump? Who goes to the dump.
0: (laughs) But, you know, you can go to the dump. (laughs) Yeah. You could go to the dump. The dump is there. Dude, even if you were throwing away evidence, go to the dump because nobody's going to find it there.
1: (laughs) The The dump! dump.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. So yeah, that was crazy to me that he did that shit. We don't have to keep this in, but he looks like a
1: raw Florida man with murder nipples. Like... The nipples are so.
0: Ew, they're so gross. They're like kitty
1: cat nipples.
0: They are, they're like animal nipples. But he does look like a raw Florida man, you're right. Okay. <laughs> we can keep that in the okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Raw
1: <Roth> Florida man? <laughs> raw Florida nipples.
0: God. <laughs> okay. So adding to the prosecution's theory that there was a physical altercation leading up to Suzanne's murder are apparent scratch marks on Barry's left arm, which was photographed by investigators three days after Suzanne went missing. On August 11th, 2020, so a few months after, Barry spoke over the phone exclusively to news outlet KXRM's Lauren Scharf. Just let it go
1: just
0: let go. <laughs> <laughs> Almost short, but not. <laughs> During the 25-minute conversation, Barry theorized over what may have happened to his wife. He mentioned the possibility of an animal attack, an accident, perhaps, with someone on the road, or even, he said, a run-in with someone who knows her well. But... Barry declined an in-person interview and did not want a recording of the call to be aired. So he just spoke to her over the phone. He told Lauren that he has continued to search for Suzanne, the mother of his two daughters, despite the public's apparent perception, he isn't doing enough. During the phone interview, Barry said, my wife and I have been in love since 1988 and she's the love of my life. And I continue to search for her every day until I find her. I promise, and I promised my girls that. He also spoke about his family's deep-seated faith. We don't know why God does what he does, Barry told Lauren. But we have to trust him. Immediate rage. Immediate rage. I have a big frown. God wanted her to go missing. God wanted her to be murdered. God wanted her to be abducted. Whatever happened to her. God wanted me to shoot her with a tranquilizer gun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fuck that shit. And why are you so tan? Because he wants to be a raw Florida man. (laughs) It's seriously, that's (laughs) the most accurate description of that type of body I've ever seen. I mean, mean, look at the creases. It's exactly raw Florida man.
1: I saw lots of raw Florida people
0: When you were in Florida? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Over the phone, Barry said unfair coverage of his wife's disappearance had painted him in a bad light and convinced him to stay silent. Quote, I'm afraid of what is out there, he said. People don't know the truth, so they're going to think what they're going to think. And he said, this is the most devastating thing that has ever happened to me. But I have got to keep my faith and trust in God. And Suzanne trusted the Lord. And if one person got saved from this, she would think it was worth it. I want to open up my butt cheeks
1: and fart on this man's face because I hate it so much. I am enraged. I hate it. I'm like, enraged. So I don't want to get too personal, but I had a friend who died tragically in a drunk driving accident Mm -hmm. and I went to her service at a really popular church and they made it seem like it was meant for something like it was meant to be and it was all like for God and Jesus and all that I hate that shit so much yeah like and that's what he's doing
0: yeah they did the same thing when my dad died. Like, what? Yeah, same thing. It's God's plan. That's all I heard. No. God's pl- it's God's plan. No, that's not what you need to hear when no. you're grieving. No, it's not. It's absolutely not. <laughs> it's insane. It's fucked up that that happened. Yeah. God damn it. Why are people so fucking stupid? I don't know. It drives me insane.
1: I didn't know that.
0: About your
1: dad, like people did that.
0: Yeah. I Even his that. own parents. What
1: the fuck?
0: Yep. I mean, it's what they have to do to cope. I know? think. I think so. They have I, to that's cope. why I don't blame them for it at all. They just have to
1: cope. They have to get through it. People have to get through it their own way, I guess. But like, people—if people are hurting, don't put that on them.
0: No, absolutely not. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So, um fuck, I know. (laughs) Cry, I'm sorry. Don't cry. (laughs) So his quote continues, and he says, "We are just a godly, loving, caring family, and this thing is just a tragedy." Mm -hmm. In an earlier interview, Suzanne's family told Fox Twenty One that CBI agents asked Barry to take a polygraph test on two separate occasions. And each time he turned them down. Barry says, I've never been asked to do a polygraph. There is nothing that I'm hiding. I have given three thirty hours. What does that mean? (laughs) Three thirty hours of testimony. Yeah, well, his quote, in essence, says that he's given a crapload of hours of testimony to the FBI and the CBI he says, I've, a- I've answered every question, every single question. During the phone interview with Lauren, Barry did admit an inconsistency in one timeline he provided to investigators. Um, I guess something happened where they asked him about his, so he was involved in construction, and he owned a company. I b- believe he owned his own company, but he says, it was only because i didn't know the time that I did something a mechanical thing to my bobcat and I think a bobcat is a piece of yeah it's like a um const- construction thing yeah um I was confused <laughs> <laughs> actually it's mimicking a bulldozer or whatever the hell that thing is
1: <laughs> but be- I'm becoming a bobcat myself
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> He said, I was confused and I just found out my wife was missing and I was a little bit not in my right mind when they were asking me these questions, but I did the best I could and I answered everything. I never once declined any interview. Regardless of what others may think, Barry said a big concern of his in, is the way in which the Chaffee County Sheriff's Office has handled this investigation. He said, the sheriff's department screwed this whole thing up from the beginning, and now they are trying to cover it up and blame it on me. He went on to cite an incident he found particularly troubling, which occurred, he said, when deputies found his wife's bike. He said, my buddy was there right after that, and he said that they completely destroyed the evidence. And he tried to stop them, but they wouldn't listen to him and said, this is not CSI. There's no evidence for investigators to see because the sheriff's department completely obliterated it. (laughs) Barry. uh, I think it's reaching, Barry. Barry. I think you're reaching. Hmm. I don't like it. So agents took the circumstantial evidence they gathered, Barry's apparent suspicious behavior, his contradictory statements, the puzzling data from his truck, Suzanne's disturbing texts and those five trash runs, and they brought it all to the district attorney. Guilty. Right. Despite not having found his wife's body in May of 2021, so a whole year later, Barry was arrested and charged with first-degree murder and tampering with physical evidence and other charges. Okay. How? How? What? Don't look at me like that. (laughs) Don't look at me like that. So in their arrest affidavit, prosecutors spelled out what they believe happened to Suzanne. And this is a quote. It says, it had become clear that Barry could not control Suzanne's insistence on leaving him. And he resorted to something he has done his entire life. Hunt and control Suzanne like he had hunted and controlled animals. The prosecution believed that the day before Mother's Day, Barry snapped, and they actually believe that Barry killed Suzanne that afternoon as opposed to the day she was reported missing. So the day before she was reported missing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They believed that when Barry backed his truck up to the house at 9.30 p.m. the the night of the 9th is when he probably loaded her body into the truck. Barry Morphew pleaded not guilty to all charges and on September twentieth, twenty twenty one, he was released from jail on bond, which was five hundred thousand dollars cash only. I don't exactly know what cash only means, but I assume it means you can just pay cash. <laughs> that I would
1: I would tend to agree with you okay. on that.
0: I mean, I don't know what else that would mean. Yeah. His daughters were by his side, and they steadfastly support their father, attending most of his court hearings. Why? I don't know. I mean, I guess their dad. I don't know. Their
1: dad. Yeah, it's their dad. Oh my god! How horrible! I know. I mean, all you could do is support your only parent, right? Like you would only. Yeah. You would. You. You have to believe your dad. Yeah. You don't want to believe otherwise.
0: Yeah. You absolutely don't want to oh believe otherwise. Oh, God. How horrible. So, Barry was released with an ankle monitor so they could make sure that he was staying in Chafee County. Chafee is the worst name. For it is the worst name. <laughs> and I was disappointed to find out that it was pronounced Chafee. <laughs> so, during the investigation... Investigators discovered male DNA in Suzanne's Range Rover. Surprisingly, it did not belong to Barry or Suzanne's side piece, Jeff. In October 2020, DNA testing revealed at least a partial match to an unnamed man connected to three unsolved sexual assault cases in Tempe, Phoenix, and Chicago. Oh, my face. Yeah. <laughs> Your face is... <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> <That's> ugly. <laughs> no. I was not expecting that. So... Yeah. Oh my so god. So had Suzanne fall into the hands of a sexual predator? That sounds... Oh my god. So... Okay. Okay. Let me break this down. You just, like, knowing that and then knowing what what all Barry did. Oh, my like, God. What, the, what fuck? the fuck?
1: Okay, so, all right. I'm going to break this down as a person break just hearing this for the first time. Okay, so they just found the DNA of somebody that might... It's, it's a partial
0: a, match. A partial match. So, might... But... With DNA, I feel like that's, like, a pretty good match. You know okay, what I mean? Like, so, like, 95%? I don't know. Don't ask for or, that. Okay, <laughs> so. It's at least somebody, it's at least that person or somebody that's related to them. Okay.
1: So, someone who is potentially someone who committed a crime and several other cases where rape and murder. Sp- like.
0: Bread of it just says sexual assault.
1: Oh my god. But yet her husband has is disposing things in five different
0: dumpsters. Yeah the same time. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Is it a hitman? A hitman. I don't know. Oh My god, what the fuck? What the I fuck? Don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? I don't know. I don't know that. You're not gonna to give me the question. An oh my god. I told you it was gonna frustrate you earlier. <laughs> I warned Ashley before I before we started the podcast that it was not gonna be a satisfying ending. <laughs> um oh my god. Yeah.
1: Now I feel like obligated to solve
0: this mystery. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. And none of the information about this unknown person has been released to the public. So we don't know anything about that person. Could Um, it be that her
1: brother was the one that committed the crimes? And it's the same DNA as her. Does she have a brother? <laughs> she just, does like, have a brother. Thinking
0: like, is it her DNA? It's it's a partial match to somebody that's already in their system for like. Comp- I guess they doing would know other if crimes. They were a family member. It could be. I th- I think it could be like. It's either, like, somebody related to that person or it's just, like, not a good sample and it's a partial match. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, my God. I hate this so much. Yeah. Um, so, it still could
0: be that person. So, what was the sample of? Was it jizz? <laughs> I don't know.
1: It, was I it could blood? not find that out. Yeah, I'm not
0: sure. Oh, my God. I'm not sure.
1: You know, I still think it's Barry. He's going to dumpsters. That's not normal. No, it's not. Five places, dude. And she didn't want to be with him.
0: No. This is
1: Yeah. I don't believe this. This is Barry. I'm yeah. I'm I'm still on Barry's <laughs> ass.
0: I'm still on Barry's ass. <laughs> so Barry's legal team intended to file a civil lawsuit claiming that prosecutors withheld more specific exculpatory DNA evidence until after Barry's preliminary hearing in August 2021, which was the hearing that decided the case against Barry is strong enough to go to trial. So this DNA evidence didn't come up until later, hmm. and their his legal team was like, "Nah, no, you can't do that." No. Mm-mm so in a series of pre-trial motions barry's defense team pressed judges to impose severe sanctions on the prosecution for failing to turn over potentially exculpatory evidence ahead of trial and judge Lama, llama llama it's spelled l-a-m-a Lama, llama judge llama <laughs> stop disappearing under the table <laughs> lama i'm gonna say (laughs) lama sounds a little stupid judge lama imposed damaging sanctions including barring 11 of their 16 endorsed expert witnesses among others experts in dna vehicle data and a cell phone data analyst as punishment for violating discovery rules in all, the court excluded 14 of the prosecution's expert witnesses.
1: I don't understand the court. You know, the court. It's all because
0: of that DNA.
1: But I yeah, have issues I with
0: the court. Yeah, I have issues with the court too. Can I speak to the court's manager? <laughs> I need to speak to your manager so the judge found that the district attorney and her team repeatedly missed deadlines and failed to turn over important information and wrote, quote, it is clear to this court there is a pattern of discovery violations in this case attributable to the people. Their actions amount to negligent and arguably reckless disregard. And in earlier filings, prosecutors said that the court did not find willful misconduct associated with any discovery violations, noting that the late disclosures were not greatly prejudicial, but rather technical in nature. So they're just kind of pushing back on that. Here's where it gets fun. Oh, no. (laughs) In a dramatic turn of events, on April 19th, 2022, this year, just nine days, just nine days before Barry Morphew was set to stand trial for his wife, Suzanne Morphew's murder, Judge Ramsey Lama granted the DA's motion to dismiss the charges against him. Excuse me? All charges dismissed. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? They didn't think that. Um... I think he's a good Christian man. Yeah, a, he has a real nice haircut. He put that
1: YouTube video up and where he was asking he for like help. He sounds like a pastor. He um is a man of God. And Jesus, he is a landscaper. I
0: love landscaping. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. So. Nine days before he was set to go to trial. What the fuck? Don't gotta go to trial. Does he have some money that he's like... He is rich, so very well could be. (laughs) He's very rich.
1: I am so mad.
0: Yeah. But the charges were dismissed, quote, without prejudice, meaning that the prosecution can still refile charges in the future. So they... Can still refile charges, but right now there are none. But right now, we're just taking a break. Yeah. So, Barry, alongside his daughters, walked out of the Fremont County Courthouse a free man after all charges against him were dismissed. I um, feel really bad for the daughters. I feel like they just don't... Know, like they. I,
1: I feel bad for them. I feel like they're like, my dad obviously wouldn't do this. Like...
0: Yeah, They don't know.
1: They don't know that your dad probably would do this. Yeah. yeah, Because they don't know the... Like, no one tells their kids about the problems they're going through. Yeah. If you're in That's a healthy true. family. Yeah.
0: Oh. They're not going to know about their marital issues. So sad. Unless so, I don't know. Maybe they know. I don't know. Yeah. So his trial was actually supposed to start. And, and I actually wanted to wait to do this case until the trial started. And I didn't look at it for a while, so I didn't even realize that his charges had been dismissed until I started looking into it again recently. Oh, my God. But his trial was supposed to begin April of this year. Obviously, it didn't happen. It did not happen. A recent development I found out about on Reddit is that Barry now has a, a hearing scheduled for October that is listed in the same county as the murder trial was to take place and has the same case number as the murder trial um people went wild speculating on Reddit of what this hearing could be about um but unfortunately it has been revealed that it is nothing more than Barry requesting to have his seized property returned to him so any plans to refile any charges are unknown at this point. This is something that I just wanted to add that was weird. So two days before Mother's Day, when, she, when Suzanne was reported missing, Suzanne changed her iPhone password and her Facebook password. And later that night, Suzanne's profile began sending out what would total 23 Facebook friend requests to people. What the fuck? Isn't that weird? That is so weird. So in the arrest affidavit, it kind of fleshes it out a little bit. So on, it said, this is a quote from the arrest affidavit. On January 8th, 2020, Barry's phone searched the Facebook help page. Quote, I can't reset my Facebook password because I can't access the email or phone, mobile phone number on my account. And then quote, Twenty males, three of them with the first name Jeff, though Jeff Libler was not on the list, who was Suzanne's mm-hmm. fling, and three females were new friends added to Suzanne's Facebook account between Friday, May 8th at four p.m. through Saturday, May 9th at one p.m. From a cursory review of Suzanne's account dating back to January 1st, 2020, These friend requests were out of the norm for Suzanne. Though Suzanne received over 20 friend requests from others in 2020, her Facebook account profile initiated no friend requests until May 8th. Of the 23 people who received Suzanne's request, none were able to confirm with Suzanne that it was actually her that sent the request. FBI and CCSO interviewed over 10 of these recipients most of whom live in Indiana. And then it says, On May 9th, 2020, at 11.14 a.m., Suzanne's phone received a second password reset message from Facebook. Shortly after 11.15 a.m., Barry's phone traveled west on Highway 50, arriving at the Morphew residence at around 11.27 a.m., Both phones appeared to be at the residence from 11.30 a.m. through 1.40 p.m. And then it says other topics covered in the audit included Barry's purchase of the VPN, Barry deleting calls from his call logs, evidence pointing to Barry sending the Facebook friend requests on Friday night. They didn't specify what the evidence was. But Barry's phone functions involving passwords, token sharing, and group functions, and the multiple airplane mode functions on Barry's phone. So it could be nothing, but it's just an out-of-the-ordinary behavior for Suzanne to send 23 Facebook friend requests in one night. 23
1: Facebook friend requests are not normal the same time you're resetting your password yeah i the only person that could possibly do that for you would be someone who has access to your email account or your phone yeah would be barry for me presumably yeah so my question to you is did they test Barry's DNA to see if it was the same as this, like, random person who had committed all these, like, sexual crimes? Yes, and he was not a match. God damn it. That's so weird. I know. But, like, my gut says Barry. Like, I know. My gut says he is responsible because she didn't want to be with him anymore. They're having problems but why would he kill her like
0: divorce is normal
1: but if he's having an if affair that
0: re- we don't know if he had a, an affair actually i don't know if he had an affair she okay. had an affair
1: i thought he was seeing someone
0: um i think she was suspicious of it so it very well could be that he was having an affair but i don't know for sure
1: yeah, I don't want to like accuse him if he's like a grieving husband, but it's really. But
0: why do you go to five places?
1: I I don't know what the explanation would be for going to five places to, to throw away. Things. Yeah, that's and turning insane. your phone on airplane mode for, for eight hours. Eight
0: hours,
1: dude. That's not normal. No, did he do that before?
0: Right. Did he do that like a month ago? Yeah. Has he ever done that before? And then his alibi for like going all over the property was shooting chipmunks. <laughs> That's okay. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> Dude. Dude. Maybe, maybe, okay. Of course, this is pure speculation. Maybe it was a hitman who has done sexual. Has had sexual offenses and his DNA is in the car yeah. or her. I don't know. You yeah.
0: Know? Yeah. Dude, what if Suzanne hired somebody to off him? And that's... And, and they... What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they offed her instead? Uh, no, 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 no. What? <laughs> Dude. I'm so...
0: This drink is affecting me, so I'm thinking <laughs> very weirdly right now.
1: That's fine. It's it's Thinking weirdly is like, you know, sometimes you have to think weirdly. Yeah.
0: I was thinking, what if she hired a hitman to get rid of him, but he got to her first?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. If there's DNA in her car from someone who has criminal offenses against them, I would say hitman 100% Yeah. because he and then like maybe they were like, "Alright, you have to deal with this now." And he like goes to the all the different sites.
0: I don't know. I don't is know. this maybe. wrong to like guess? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. When it's all speculation it because is. guess what? he's not having a fucking trial anymore apparently so we're not going to know any other details unless they refile charges i was really holding out for a trial on this one that's why i really i really wanted to wait for a trial on this one but i don't think it's going to happen that's really weird how did that happen like how did he get off I don't know the specifics on that. I just know that they dismissed the charges. I should have looked that up. I didn't know. <laughs> It's fine. Do you got more to say? Uh, yeah, just a little bit. I wanted to talk about some things that Suzanne's friends said about her, or friends and family. So Holly Berman has a daughter the same age as one of Suzanne's daughters, and that's how they became friends. She said she's lots of fun and likes to do things with the girls, and that's why I don't think that she would have left on her own. Those girls mean too much to her to do that. And then Michelle Davis is a childhood friend of Suzanne's. She also attended church together, and the bond they formed there grew. Suzanne had cancer twice in her life and she and michelle both dealt with cancer and they each just stood strong for each other
1: that's insane yeah that's like tough
0: ass bitch yeah um she said everybody liked suzanne it was never a popularity thing with her everybody liked her very calm sweet demeanor she was just that girl that everybody liked She would never try to get noticed, and she had a natural beauty about her. Um, So Suzanne's family says she beat non-Hodgkin's lymphoma as a young girl in her late teens. Um, At the time, the family says doctors told Suzanne the harsh treatments meant children weren't likely in her future. But she had two girls. Wow. Yeah. She had cancer again at an older age, but I could not find if it was like the same type or what it was.
1: Well... Clearly, she
0: persevered. Yeah. Her friend Michelle said she lost her hair back then. Talking about the first bout of Suzanne's cancer, because they were friends back then. Because I remember getting, getting her a wig. And she didn't expect to lose her hair this time, but it just thinned a little bit. I did lose my hair. It wasn't losing the hair that was the hard part. It was others treating you differently. She was praying that she wouldn't lose her hair this time so that Barry and the girls wouldn't see her like that. Mm. I know. And then Suzanne's father, Gene Mormon, spoke with Fox 21's Lauren (laughs) Scharf about his daughter. And then one of his fondest memories with Suzanne, he said, is dancing with her. Mm. So that's it.
1: So, she's still not found. She has
0: not been found. There is nobody now charged with any crime against her. Oh, my God. It's such a... um,
1: You can't just, like, put people in jail for being sketchy.
0: Yeah. But, holy shit. But there's a threshold. Like... There's being sketchy and then there's being sketchy as shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but like why was he I don't uh, I don't understand why
0: they dismissed the case. Yeah. There's no body. I mean, there are cases that go to trial without a body, but okay, I think because, but because texts because there was that DNA evidence and that they The DNA evidence from the car and the defense had filed a suit against prosecution saying that they did not do anything on time and they didn't include this DNA evidence, blah, blah, blah. There was maybe reasonable doubt. I don't know.
1: Could they find some kind of connection to the DNA evidence and Barry? Because... That's what I think feels... Well, obviously they... You mean, like,
0: maybe he knows the person? Yeah,
1: like, obviously they probably have done that. I'm not, like, I'm, a fucking genius. <laughs> I'm not, like, solving the crime over here. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'm sure they've looked into connections. But he is so sketchy. It's, like, red flag after red flag.
1: I mean, she was trying to divorce him. Yeah. He did all this weird stuff the day she went missing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He made that weird video where it's obvious that he is not being sincere. It's obvious. Yeah. It's just it's it's obvious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um God damn it. Yeah, it's crazy. I I mean you can't Dude. say he's guilty because I don't. I don't know, but like, but it sure, sure seems like fucking it. Seems like it, buddy. Barry, I don't know about you, buddy. Yeah, but if you're innocent, Barrymore. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, like,
0: so sorry if you're innocent, but you. Really... This is like the um the other case that I did where. God damn it! I cannot remember her name. It's the drink guys. I can't remember her name. (laughs) What was the case? It was the one, it was the girl who was married to the guy and he did like gambling and shit. And then they had a big fight and then he went missing and then she drove his car all the way to like Atlantic City. And her, like her everything that she did was just oh, like um, a the
1: suitcase one
0: the suitcase murders yes suitcase yeah. murder murder um it's just like that in that but she was found guilty with no that's true she was found guilty but it was left like kind of it's kind of like open-ended they because there's like DNA. yeah there's no but she's in jail She is in jail. That's true. But I was just thinking, like, because she had so many, like, stories to excuses as to why she was doing the things she was doing. Yeah. Barry didn't really, well, he did have excuses, I guess.
1: It's a man and woman type thing. She was doing things. He was just not giving a fuck. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's funny. So my sources. KDVR.com. Townsquare.noco.com. I think that stands for (laughs) NorthColorado.com. Um, cbsnews.com, and the CBS 48 Hours documentary, Nothing Is What It Seems. Got a little bit of information from the Suzanne Morphew subreddit. And dartslabs.com for information on tranquilizer darts. (laughs) (laughs) And then I um, got the arrest affidavit from courts.state.co.us. So... That is it.
1: Oh. Will, we, will we know? Will we ever know?
0: I hope so. Just like I hope we'll know Libby and Abby. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. But it, it's so frustrating. It's so infuriating that they dismiss charges against him because... They've so much evidence against him.
1: But they need the they need the the juicy evidence. They need to make sure that he will be found guilty. Yeah. Just like with Abby and Libby. Yeah. Like we know who did it. We know kind of
0: pretty much what's going on. We pretty much know.
1: <laughs> but we have to know without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, in court in order to get them. Gotta prosecuted. get them charged, Yeah, like that's the most complicated thing, and that's why, like, sometimes i I feel for cops because, well, not cops, but like investigators, because like sometimes people think they're being so dumb, but they have to just keep things under wraps for the sake of the investigation to get people, you know. Yeah, but it's really frustrating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Am I I dumb? (laughs) Why
0: are you laughing? It's just made fun of me. (laughs) Oh my God.
1: Anyway. So, yeah. That's it, babies. So, guys, would you like us to fart into the microphone for you for a treat? that's so loud cause you don't want me to cut that later cause (laughs) I just want to treat our listeners to something new you know they haven't heard from us for like a month
0: I know it's true you guys do deserve something but I don't know that it's a fart (laughs) I really want to make merch but I just don't know how I know we need help with that
1: I like, don't know how either. So I want it I, to be good quality. I want it to be a tasteful thing, too, that you would want to wear out in public, you know? Yeah. Like, would it be the illustration? Would it be something, like, more tasteful, like a type thing going on down the sleeve? I don't know, guys. It's hard. Also, how do you sell it? What do you do? Like, guys, I don't know.
0: Advertise. Somehow. Circumcise. Circumcise
1: your baby. No, don't do it. (laughs) No,
0: don't do it. (laughs) I did not do it. Don't cut that wiener flap off. It's useful. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we'll say bye-bye. We should. Um, Follow us on Instagram rabbit hole happy hour facebook join our uh, facebook group and we're on twitter even though nobody cares about twitter apparently um rabbit hole hh pod email us rabbit happy hour at gmail.com please leave us a
1: review write us one on apple podcasts and leave us a very special nice review tell us that we're lovely
0: if you have any complaints, just email us and we'll address them.
1: Yeah, we we want to improve. So if you have anything to say, I had to address someone on Reddit that said something. They said
0: we didn't focus on the victims. Which is absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong. We have a moral compass. <laughs> we do. And... I cannot think of one time that we victim blamed no, at all. Like, every In time fact, I, I think there's... about
1: a story, I think about the victims first, and I never, ever, 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 ever want to glorify any killer. Like, yeah. we're so against it,
0: hence why we say they're ugly and not cool at all. Yeah. Um. I can think of several episodes where we have focused on the victim. soul not solely, but you can tell we're butthurt by this comment. Yeah, we're real I, was <laughs> so, I was so mad. I
1: sent a screenshot to Mallory, and I was like, "I'm, I gotta say something." <laughs> um. But yeah, if you have any like suggestions, like if we, yeah, just email us. Yeah
0: we love you guys sorry we took such a long break but i hope we understand or i hope you understand that we had a bunch of bullshit going on um but we're back and and we really appreciate the nice
1: um well wishes yes we do and all the nice reviews and like messages you guys sent from ireland and
0: south africa yeah really cool it's so awesome We love you guys. Thank you for listening.
1: Thanks for listening and we will see you next time.
0: Okay. Bye. Bye.